Hey, sweet friends, my name is Chef Schomburg. I started my baking business with a bottle of Di Serrano and one Bundt cake pan. Fast forward to today from news to magazines, speaking on national stages and more, I can truly say that baking has changed my life. So now, as a bakery business coach, I get to help others have the same success. I've helped hundreds of my students across the world in my global membership program create six-figure businesses, mainly from home. The Baking for Business podcast is an extension of that. From actionable tips to valuable tools and resources that can impact you as a business owner. I truly believe, y'all, we would never have been given a gift if we couldn't profit and prosper from it. So come on, darling. What are you waiting for? Well, baking friends, today you're in for a treat. Unless you're under a rock, then I'm pretty sure you probably heard of <laughs> baking with Blondie from Rachel Ray to the Hallmark Channel to Wilton and more. She is always encouraging people to show up and to think outside of the box. And today we get to talk to Mandy and you get all the details on her new <laughs> book as well as how she started out. So Mandy, welcome to the Baking for Business podcast. <laughs> Thank you. I'm excited to be here. I've been looking forward to this for a while. I'm, I'm very pumped to be here. So thanks for having me. Oh, <laughs> uh, you're more than welcome, darling. And now before we get into the new book you have coming out, which is your uh, second book, which is amazing. You started out blogging. Uh, we were talking about earlier, but how did you actually get into the start? Because I remember you used to write your recipes on the blogger platform. And so it did <laughs> oh, yeah, I didn't always start off with cakes. So how did you get started just blogging? So we actually started off or I started off just doing food blogging. And it was kind of at the beginning when like family blogs were more of a thing. And um, what I was doing is my husband was in law school full time. We had both graduated from college. I was working part time while raising our first son. And um, I needed a place to kind of store the recipes that I really enjoyed making for dinner. Um, I was just kind of a new mom and I didn't know like a lot of my capacity on how, what I could make for dinner. And so I, I remember scouring blogs and websites and I would make recipes and, and make my own modifications. And the ones that I enjoyed the most are the ones that got, you know, thumbs up from Ryan, but also from my little guy. Um, and then also me that it was easy to make and, and master. Um, that's when I decided I need a place to save these recipes. And I actually had a physical binder that I was writing my recipes into. And I decided, you know, we need to put these online. I need to put, make them on just a website. I had no intention of it being like a public thing at all. It was mostly just, Hey, I need to keep track of things. And, um, slowly I started photographing my own pictures of what I was making. So I'd be okay. I remember what this looked like and the recipes that I posted on there got a lot of traction. And I didn't realize that anyone else would be interested in what I was having for dinner, quite frankly. And so, um, I would add my recipes onto a website and eventually we changed it. Um, I think it was just my Merriman family blog to baking with Blondie. And that was just kind of a fun little name that my husband came up with. And, and, I didn't think it would end up being what my career was, but um, it it really just evolved beautifully from a coping mechanism of dealing with um, him being gone all the time in law school with um, me also developing this love and passion for making only like a, not only delicious food for my family, but photographing it and and sharing it with others and seeing them have success as well. And so it was, it was within the last 10 years when I decided that um, photographing cakes and cookies and things like that <laughs> were a lot more fun. <laughs> um, I feel like we all make dinner and I, I find great value in those recipes. But um, for me, I loved making cakes. I loved making cookies. I loved 
taking pictures of them. They're just fun and, and they brought me so much joy and I learned so much while doing so. And I think that that is what helped it grow so much and evolve into what it is today is that they could feel that love that I have for, for those things. And, um, it just slowly developed into what it is today. And man, it has been such a fun ride <laughs> to be on with this whole thing, but yeah, definitely started out with food uh, blogging. And I mean, I still make food for my family every night, but, um, I definitely have a lot more fun doing cakes and cookies and macarons and things like that. <laughs> I love that. And so do you have any inspiration? Does that bug run in your family? Is there a baker or did you, were you a <laughs> child lover or where did the inspiration come from? <laughs> yeah. So um, I, when I think back on my childhood, the amount of baking that we had in my family usually revolved around Sunday evenings. Um, my brother, Matt would make lemon bars or things like that. We'd love making chocolate chip cookies. And then my mom, she would always make us really cool birthday cakes that even though they were still a sheet cake, I feel like she decorated it. Um, she made my birthdays in December, so it's 10 days before Christmas. <laughs> and so I remember once we had a gingerbread birthday party and she decorated a nine by 13 sheet cake and it had like a gingerbread house on the front of it. And I just thought I was so jazzed. I thought it was so great and so cool. And I felt so special and loved and it wasn't a stacked, beautiful fondant thing. It was, it was just, it was just a nine by 13 and my goodness, I was just so happy. And so, um, I remember I have memories of that, of themed cakes for my birthday and, um, just making cookies and things like that as a family. So I think that's what it's mostly from. Um, my grandma June baked a lot. She would make these little ginger cookies every year at Christmas. And I continue that tradition with my family by making those with my little boys and even for my neighbors as neighborhood gifts too. So I think that, um, that kind of thread of baking has weaved its way, um, just through my little life and, and into my heart and, and into this book as well. I love that. We always have some form of inspiration that just carries on with us. And it is amazing because now people get to try your recipes from the book and carry on those new traditions yeah. with their family, which is so awesome. And so you, you said that you didn't know that this had turned uh, or that this would turn into a career. And so from <laughs> those from the start of the blogging, which back in the day, it was the beautiful photos. You've always taken pretty photos and you will post them and share them. But then from blogging to what I would call now video marketing, because then there's there's Instagram. Were you comfortable uh -huh. in making the switch? Because I know some of your older posts, you used to really just show the cakes photo. with photos before you actually started right? yourself. Exactly. And I had no idea when I was jumping into especially um, jumping from just sharing on my website to I need to branch out on social media. Um, and that's when I, gosh, I remember when Instagram even came out and I was like, okay, I need to get my cakes on here. Um, thinking I can just share my photos. That'll be easy. I take photos of my food. Anyway, I can just share a picture and then write what I feel about it and send people to my website. And it eventually, as we know, changed into, Hey, we, we need to do videos. Now we need to do reels. Um, we need to do, um, you know, carousels. We need to pop on lives to develop a deeper connection beyond those pictures and beyond those reels with our followers and, um, baking community. And I had no idea what I was doing and I still feel the same way to this day, but that's what I have loved about this is that there is a constant, um, evolution in what I'm sharing, but also the way I'm sharing it. But, um, so I, I didn't think that I would ever fall in love with taking videos of putting eggs into a bowl. You know what I mean? <laughs> but um, It's been fun to edit it and make it exciting and 
look back on it and, and show people the process of how I make those cakes. Um, some of them find it therapeutic, relaxing. Um, uh, even um, like some families will be going through something hard and they say, hey, I showed this to my daughter and it helped her calm down. Or I have a late night nursing session with my son and and I, I needed to watch something to just stay awake. And I watched your cake videos. Um, they wouldn't be able to do that with just looking through pictures, but the video is a helpful tool for them to, um, even if it's they're not making it, they're watching it. And so um, that has been quite a journey for me to, to teach myself how to do these things. Um, and I've always been a very self-taught, self-driven um, human being um, with my past, with my college degree and things like that. But um, I think that this has been an extension of that to just continue learning, continue evolving, and to um, take myself out of the comfort zone that was just posting a picture to posting a reel or to talking with my audience in a live recording and even now a podcast. And so um, this has been a fun, fun way to keep that going. That is, that is so awesome. You know, throughout talking to you, I, I hear your joy as you explain, you know, how much this meant to your family and just to you and, but also to meeting other people. Did you always have that, you know, your first book was actually called Cake Confidence. Did you always have that camera confidence to put yourself out there or were there any oh. obstacles? Yeah, so this is going to sound super cheesy. And I don't think I've ever even told anyone about this outside of my family. So we're getting some exclusive Mandy stuff here. But um, so when I was little, I can't even, okay, this is where I think it comes from. Okay. Um, when I was little, I would set up the camera and I would like either sing to like a Calamity Jane show and I would like sing the words and I would dance and I would perform or I'd set up all of my little like teddies and bears and my American Girl dolls, all the things. And I would like pretend like I was doing a show for them. And little did I know that like little Mandy would be doing this on television or, you know, on a national stage or even a local stage. And it just, I think that has helped me as well, <laughs> is that part of just my childhood of just being, you know, when the camera's on, like being okay and being comfortable with it, because I feel like I'm talking to a friend. And um, also, I think that uh, my my music degree in college, which has nothing to do with caking, but I think what it did teach me is um, my music performance degree is what it was specifically, is it taught me how to pull from what I've practiced when it's time to be under pressure. And, um, so all the times that I do practicing, whether that was my, my instrument, which I played saxophone all the time that I practice making cakes in the kitchen, I can feel comfortable doing that when the camera is on because I've already done it before. And all the times that I've learned in that experience, um, it can manifest itself while I am teaching a friend or even a stranger how to do something that, that they would like to learn how to do. And, um, I think that that's helped my confidence as well. <laughs> Um, is, is just learning that way and knowing that we're all human. And yeah. if I screw up like, and go viral, like, oh no, but you know, it's, it's okay. Cause we're all humans and we're all here for each other. And so, um, I think that's been kind of how that's made me into who I am today, especially on camera, but also in front of others. <laughs> I love that. And now it, 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 it comes naturally to you and you're always so in the teaching mode or in the teaching moment, you actually do what I call, I always encourage all my students to serve before you sell. And you go live weekly. And to me, that's a form of serving with just, here's how to pipe this in an easy manner. Or here's how to pipe that. And so tell us that weekly schedule of going live. Uh, how, how is that? And how much fun is that for you? 
Yeah. So I, I typically try to go live at least once a week, or if I don't go live, I will hop on my stories for a lengthy amount of time explaining something that, <clears throat> excuse me, explaining something that I'm doing in the kitchen. Um, I, I think at the heart of what I'm trying to do is to, to bring value. I really would like, um, to not waste anyone's time. Um, I want to make sure that when, when they do give me their time, which I feel humble that they would even follow my page or, or trust me to teach them that I would be able to give them just a little nugget that would bring them confidence as they go into the kitchen the next time. Um, so they know what tip to reach for, or, or, Hey, you know what? My buttercream is a little grainy. Mandy said that thing one time. Um, maybe I can go back and watch that video, see what she said, or, Hey, you know, I really need a really good recipe for this carrot cake. Mandy said, do this. I trust her. Um, she's done this. She even did it on a live with me right there. I, I know I can go back and, and, and refer back to that. And because I built that trust where they know that I'm going to give them something that I failed and crashed and burned 20 times to figure that out, <laughs> um, that they know that I, that I'm going to bring them something that's going to give them just that little extra, um, as they jump into the kitchen. I love that. And not just the extra with the baking tips, but you show up and you're very authentic. You show up and you talk about your faith. You also talk about your uh, runs, which how you run and make all this cake. <laughs> I, 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 I wish some of that, but there's times where you're running like four or five miles a, a day. And so that's so amazing. But more than anything, you talk about your love of Taylor Swift. And so how has that helped you? I'm pretty sure you've met some people along the way. How has that helped you connect with your audience? Yes, I feel like, um, I mean, there are so many cakers out there. And I love that there is a big enough table for all of us to sit here and, and join that together. And I always have to keep that in my mind to be like, you know, there's enough room for all of us. But there's also enough room for us to all have our own thing. Right. And so for me, what makes me Mandy um, may just be those little tiny things that I share, like, hey, that I that I went running that day. And, and it's not to boast or to make myself be like, oh, you know, it's more to be like, hey, um, this is how I handle um, sometimes some mental blocks that I hit is I have that release in the morning to be able to go running and just have some time by myself to think and to run and to push myself before I hop into the kitchen. And that's what helps Mandy be Mandy. Um, also sharing my love of Taylor Swift. I've, I've loved her for years and um, some of her music has really hit um, home when I've needed it most, um, especially when she drops an album near some, some of the hardest times in my life and to resonate with some of the lyrics that she has and to have that connection has been fun to share with my followers as well. Um, and then also just uh, my faith, like on Sundays, I, I try to just like turn off the social media and just have a minute away um, to allow my creativity to to pause. That way, when I come back on Monday, I feel like I'm coming back even stronger with like yeah. fun ideas that I had going in my brain all Sunday and um, and just giving myself space to rest. And um, I think that that's important to share as well. And I hope that when I'm sharing these pieces of myself that um, people know like, hey, like this is. This is just a little bit extra of Mandy, but I'm always trying to tie it back to, to cake and tying it back to what my overall message is from Baking a Blondie anyway, which is to build that confidence in their caking and in the kitchen. Um, so sometimes when I share those little bits of my personal life, I get a lot of flack or someone doesn't agree with that. And, and that's okay. Cause you know, it's, yeah. it's okay. Cause we're not for everybody, but it's fun to share those little, um, I feel like I can trust those little pieces that I purposefully choose to share with my followers, um, just of my backstory behind those pretty cake photos in those videos. 
And, and, and I love that about you because you said that so perfectly, the pieces that you purposely uh, choose, because I remember, I know years ago, there used to be photos <laughs> where you would share your kids and you would put little hearts on the faces. And yeah, thought, that's, that's right. so amazing. Like, because yeah. we do have the option to choose what we want to share. And there are some things for you to keep near to you, but you're still so open. You know, we, we get yeah. enough of a connection to make us want to choose to connect with you. And so one of the biggest connections that I know our listeners, which are 100% bakers and treat makers get, is that you <laughs> bake from a box. Now, forewarn right. you guys, you've heard it here a thousand times <laughs> on the podcast. You know, I'm all for a box. They teach us boxes in a culinary school in a class right. called large volume production. <laughs> if you ever <laughs> bake for some of these bigger brands, you will have to lug a 50 pound box. And so that openness with using the box, did you ever think, you know, there'll be some flack or was it just because here's one thing that people actually fail to understand before there was a you, and I know you love Duncan Hines. Duncan Hines was actually one of the first food bloggers of our time, you know, hey. He would go to places and if your restaurant was reviewed by Duncan Hines, that was considered like a big thing, kind of like a good housekeeping seal. And a lot of people don't know that about Duncan, that he was actually a blogger before blogging ever started. So where did your love for Duncan <laughs> Hines come in at? And did you ever think, gosh, I can't share that. They won't understand. I know, right? I think it's a <laughs> that's a fantastic question. Um, and to kind of go back to what you said before about the the boxing the cake mix or caking with the box mix, or as why I just I usually refer to as like the pre measured dry ingredients. <laughs> we're not Basically. we're not doing anything. Like they just saved you an extra step there. You're you're fine. Um, I make my pancakes the same way. I just add the water and stir it in and make it for my kids. And I mean yeah. they're fine. <laughs> and so um, for for the cake mixes though, what I what appealed to me first of all was just how easy it was. Um, as just a fairly new caker to think, you know, I just have to add water and eggs to this and a little oil. I can do that. I can do this. And, um, then once I have the cake, I think, okay, now I can make the buttercream from scratch, um, which, which I learned, um, was, was actually pretty, pretty simple to do, but, um, I never considered that to be a lesser form of baking. I, I thought, you know, like I, I made it a cake. I, I made that. I made it in my kitchen. I made it at home. I added these ingredients to this mix. I baked it and and the people that I shared this cake with told me that they loved it and I trust them. And, you know, I, I didn't ever feel ashamed of that. And um, I think that when we make these cakes for our kids or for, you know, people in our lives that we share these cakes with, um, especially my kids, I've never had them flash back and be like, was this from a mix? Like, <laughs> mm, it wasn't from scratch, mom. Like, mm, you know, it wasn't, that was never <laughs> a pushback. Mm -hmm. And so I was really surprised when I shared my cake confidence cookbook, which was, was fantastic. It was well-received. We sold so many copies and I was so proud of it. Um, even with a small publisher, we, we did amazing things with that book and, um, to hear some pushback, especially, Oh, never look at the Amazon reviews, never look at the Amazon reviews. <laughs> um, people say she's not a real baker or, you know, like this isn't real caking or this is fake or scratch is better. And I love scratch baking. I make so many things from scratch and I love it. I still make a cake from scratch, cookies from scratch, macarons from scratch, but, um, it just, it kind of made me feel sad because I thought, well, well, okay, well, maybe I need to try doing scratch more. And I remember even trying and thinking, you know, this tastes great, but like I could have done this in five seconds <laughs> with the Dr. Cake mix. And um, so I just decided to dig my heels even harder and say, you know what, like I am here for these bakers that want to just bake this 
and have it taste delicious. And I even did taste testings with scratch cakes versus the doctored cakes and the doctored cakes. It was just like, it was an easy decision for them to say this tastes better. So I was like, all right, we're going to, we're going to do that. That's what we're going to do. And so I've decided that if people have flack for it, I usually ask, Hey, did you try it? Did, did you try it? And, um, that way they can at least say, you know, I did try it and it's not my thing. But, um, for me, the goal is, Hey, we're, we're in the kitchen, we're baking together. So however you're baking it, like we're, we're learning and we're growing together, no matter whether you used pre-measured dry ingredients or not. Um, and I think that's kind of what led me to, to keep on that cake mix journey and, um, still support scratch breakers. I love them to the moon and back. Um, but just to, to provide another way to, to make a tasty cake. <laughs> I, I love that. And because some people who haven't followed you from the beginning may not know, like you stated, you make cookies from scratch and you share those yeah. You make macaroons or even when we go back to the, cause you've been blogging Mandy for over a, a decade, right? Forever. Yeah. <laughs> so it's been even, a while. Even when we go I back love- <laughs> to like, to I look back at some of my photos and I'm like, oh no, I think if you go to bakingwithblondie.blogspot.com, it yeah. is still there. It's there. Just, it's still there. So if you want to go on a really interesting journey of like, oh man, Mandy, what did we do back then? Um, that's, that's a great place. And then just make sure to hop back on to bakingwithblondie.com after to know where we ended up. <laughs> which, which, which I love that you're honest about that because too often people only want to show Oh, I'm this big influencer. I have half of a million followers. I'm here. But no, I encourage anybody go visit her old site because you'll see the the pork chop recipes, the pinwheels, you'll see comments from 2012, 2014. And so if anyone listening is ever thinking, oh, how do I write a cookbook or how do I become an influencer? How do I start? You just have to start. And and she did it. So you're not looking at an overnight person. Like we stated, this has Mm -hmm. been a decade and All this time you've been building this confidence so much so that because this podcast is baking for business, I will say one amazing business thing that I love was that you then started teaching classes. I used to watch you open up the chairs and you would open your home to classes with 15, 20 people who were paying, I believe 150, 175 is what you charge. Yeah, to come into my home. That was pre-pandemic. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) So walk us through those classes because it's an excellent revenue driver, but it was just another way for people to experience the first book and your love of baking. So how did that come about? And did you really enjoy teaching people live in person? Oh, I did. It was my favorite thing. And it still is. I had to put it on pause earlier this year just to get ready for cookbook stuff. But for when I taught my classes, it's usually just once a month. I decided like I pour so much of myself into that once a month that I didn't want to line them up and and do a bunch. Um, But what I started off with is I wanted to, I started off just teaching within my church group to say, okay, let's have, you know, five to 10 ladies over, let's teach them. And I didn't charge them a dime. So I realized like how much I actually lost. But um, anyway, I did um, that gave me a, a way to learn how to teach in person, um, what worked, what didn't. And it gave me a lot of practice so that when I did start charging through that, um, for that, um, it would, it would be something that I already had practiced. I didn't have a bunch of like, you know, guinea pigs trying to line them up and try to figure out how to do it while they were there the first time. But, um, what I did was, um, I, I kind of held it off for a little bit so that it was almost like a daily thing where people said, please teach classes, please teach classes. We want to learn from you. Um, and then for my Utah locals, I was able to finally say, okay, 
we have these classes ready. And because I held off for so long and kind of built up this excitement, um, I was able to fill those spots very easily. Um, sometimes with great frustration when people couldn't get into the class. Um, so I would schedule them out four months in advance and have everyone come. And for that one, that was only demo style at that point for, for 170. And so they would come in my home. I'd set up chairs here in this very kitchen and um, I would feed them a slice of whatever cake we were having so they could be eating it while we were making it or while I was making it for them. And I would just walk through how to bake it, stack it, decorate it, and how to slice it, of course, because people want to know how to slice the cake, which is funny because I'm like, you just use a knife. But anyway, <laughs> um, anyway, so so that built up into word of mouth where people would share about that. And then eventually the classes would fill up again. Um, during the pandemic, I think I taught just one class and then decided like, you know what, we, we need to hold off on this for a while, um, just out of respect for the situation. And so I waited till after and then we started at um, a local event center where I could just rent the space and I could go have someone come help me set up everything. And then I would teach a hands-on cake class where everyone could be frosting their own cake while they were watching me frost mine. And I could one by one, I kept the classes small so that everyone could have individual attention from me at one point to go through and help them just build that confidence, just see their face light up when thinking, Oh, like this is how you do it. And um that just helped build that confidence that I feel like I talk about so often. And they were able to um have so much fun that I've had people even come to my class multiple times. They'll bring different people with them because they had so much fun. They learned so much, or I'll follow them on Instagram because a lot of people that came to my classes were were friends now. Um, and that I think it's because of that connection that I try to make with every attendee. And um what they do is they even started their own business just based off what they learned from my class and from my cookbook. And um, for me, that's everything. I just want them to feel confident enough to um, to do what they love and to follow that passion. And if I had any little piece of that, I feel truly honored. And so the cake classes have been really fun and I've really enjoyed that. I love that. That's so amazing. You dropped so many little nuggets, especially marketing nuggets from doing a beta, having your first class for free, doing a demo style, which is an amazing way that sometimes we don't even think because we always assume, well, if I have a class, <laughs> I have to have something. So you actually right? did a demo <laughs> where they watched you. So that sounds extremely yeah. incredible. <laughs> but then to even now, and like you said, people come back because I know what some people they'll think, you know, classes are a great revenue source, but some people will think, well, if I have a class, they won't buy from me or they won't come back. But these people, they still follow you. They still mm -hmm. bought the first book. They still supported you because the class is just an extension to the confidence that I'm pretty sure you gave them. And so much so when we talk about the box mix, the classes, the lives that you do, the confidence, your first book was actually rated by Forbes as a best dessert cookbook of 2019. I, I could not believe that. I'm thinking this was such a, a small book. I think I had a little under 50,000 followers. Um, I felt like I was just dipping my toe into cake land. And so for that book to take off, like it did was really humbling, but also reminded me like, okay, sis, like we, we are in this, like, let's do this. And it was so fun, um, for the cake class as well. Some people, they just wanted to come to the class and pay that just to meet me and get my other book signed. And, you know, learning how to make the cake was just icing on the cake, you know? <laughs> and so, um, I think that was also part of the, the classes too, was the book and I could sell the book there and the book can be an extension of the class after. So they could say, Hey, you learned how to make this cake. Now you have 50 other recipes in that book, or, Hey, now I have another cookbook. Now you have a hundred more recipes that you can make based on what I taught you tonight. 
And um, that's, that was really fun to watch that happen. I, the Forbes thing just blew my mind. I, I still can't believe that. Oh, wow. Well, from that book to now where we are today, you're at it again <laughs> with I'll Bring the Cake. Can you hold up your beautiful book? <laughs> yes, I will. <laughs> so I'll Bring the Cake, which comes out <laughs> April 4th. If you're listening to this after April 4th, you can go online, check the show notes. I'll have all the information for you to get it. So what inspired you to do it again, Mandy, and come out with the second one? Absolutely. So when I made my first book, I learned so much about the publishing process, the marketing process, about um, all kinds of things that had to do with that book. And I remember on pub day for Kate Confidence, I thought like, I, I, I've learned so much. There's The book was perfect in what it was, but I really wished that I could have had another to go at it. And um, so we eventually came out with a second edition that fixed a lot of issues that were in the first one. Um, for instance, I really wanted a hardback book. I really wanted to have a certain quality of photos. I wanted the editing to be perfection. I wanted there to be less mistakes. I wanted there to be just this moment, you know? And um, I feel like I still had so much more to say after Cake Confidence that I just, I almost had like an internal tab with all these cakes that were still in my brain that I thought, I really want to share these. And I thought, oh, I'll just slowly release them on the blog over the next few years. And um, it was early 2019, early 20, I don't know what year it is, um, early 2021. Sorry about that. 2021, when I was actually contacted by um, my literary agent and she had contacted me a couple years before, actually, it was right around the time that I had Kate Confidence come out. And she said, Mandy, you really need to do another book. Like, let's do this. And I'm like, I don't know you. I don't know what this is. Like, I don't know. And she's like, no, really? Like, let's do this right. I will help you. Like, let's, let's get you some interviews. Let's figure this out. Cause I believe that there's still so much more to say after Kate Confidence. And, um, I had this idea in my head of a seasonal cookbook as well as one with holidays. And, um, so what happened is we lined up a bunch of interviews and she definitely showed me that there was interest. And I, I think I just, since I'm just me and myself in my kitchen all the time, I never, um, allowed myself to look outside of that as much as perhaps I should have given myself credit for. And um, to hear that publishers were interested and even fighting over the opportunity was so humbling. And it just pulled me out of a, a funk that I felt like I was in for a minute. And um, it, of course, there were some things that had happened in my life, like my dad passed and um, I had a miscarriage and things like that, that were just really hard. And so for this book, it was like something that I could throw myself into fully and welcome myself back into the kitchen. And it was such a comfort. And so to wake up every day and have, you know, this book to work on and to look at these pages and to edit these photos, um, it kind of like pulled me out of something. And um, I'll never forget how, like, I don't know how encouraging it was yeah. to find joy in cake land again. And um, as I did, I was able to come up with more recipes and just pull into my brain again, all these little ideas that I had scattered and photograph them and put them into a book and organize it seasonally and share holidays. And um, so that's kind of where this, this book came about is um, not, I think that's why I think I posted a video on my Instagram page that I almost didn't post. Cause I was a little embarrassed of when I opened the book for the first time and I was, Oh, I was a mess. Oh my goodness. I, I couldn't believe it. And seeing your book for the first time is really something special, but to know what it meant was everything. 
And um, so anyway, it was really cool to just open it up and look through the pages and see what can happen when you go through something really hard. Sorry, I'm getting emotional. But yeah. also um, see the beauty that can come from that. And, you know, it's these these fun cakes, you know, and it's, it's joy and it's happiness and it's um, healing. And um, so I think that that's why the book is so special for me is because it, it has kind of all that deep layers between every single page and every story and every cake. I think that's what makes this I'll bring the cake book so special is because um, building off of that cake confidence that we've talked about before to be the person in your family, to share that joy of cake making, to confidently be the person that says, I'll bring the cake. Um, whether that's a family gathering or whether it's in your business, you are the cake gal, you are the one, you know, or cake guy or whichever. And um, I think that that's a beautiful thing. And it's so fun to shout that from the rooftops because it's a personal story that has so much heart to it. And I think that people can feel that hopefully. Definitely can feel it. And Mandy, you've been so vulnerable and so authentic on your page and even today, but you nailed it on the head to go from the first book is all about, I'll give you that confidence. I'll walk with you. And now the second book is all now that you have that confidence, you'll be the person that says, I'll bring the cake. And, you know, consistency is one thing. We always talk about that in business to be consistent. But what you display is a spirit of persistency how to be consistent despite the obstacles that you went right. through. And so out of this book, I'll bring the cake. What is the very first recipe that you recommend for us to try? Ooh, oh my goodness. Okay. So <laughs> there's, okay, this is, this is hard. And I knew this question was probably coming, but you know, so anyway, there are a couple in here that have me just in a tight little, little chokehold. So the first one is um, a recipe that I didn't put in cake confidence, but is one of my most popular recipes on my website. And that is my peanut butter chocolate cake. Ooh. And um, it tastes just like a peanut butter chocolate Reese's cup. And I love that. And then the second one is my s'mores or not s'mores, my s'mores ones in my first one, but my Samoa cookie cake. So this cake is truly special. And the reason why is, I don't know if I have a picture of the inside, um, but the outside of the cake, so it's, it's based off of those Samoa cookies that are the Girl Scout ones. And so it has a chocolate caramel cake, a shortbread crust that you bake the cake layers right into. So, I mean, gosh, having crusts and cakes is so fun for me. And then the filling is like a, you use sweetened condensed milk and caramel and toasted coconut. And it's just gooey and it's between all the cake layers. And then you have a caramel buttercream and then you have like, you have the ganache drizzle and then obviously the, the um, coconut on the outside. So it is. It is all that and a bag of chips, but it is, it's a lot. <laughs> but what I'm sharing on my website um, recently is that you can turn that into a sheet cake in 10 seconds and it's going to taste just as good. Don't have to stack it. It's approachable for everyone. Um, but I really love those cake flavors. My sister keeps requesting it for her birthday and I'm like, oh my gosh, this one again. And she's like, yes, for the rest of my life. So <laughs> anyway, it's, the Samoa one is definitely a great place, but really if you're a fruit lover or you're into more of the dark, like biscoff and and things like that or, or chocolate um you're gonna find it, your new favorite cake in this book i guarantee it <laughs> i love that and so around what time period because we get to see the book now or well when this airs you'll be able to get it a week so when less than seven days uh, when did you start on the book date wise yeah so it was i think the beginning of 2021 is when i officially started photographing 
all the book or all the cakes. And the recipe development process was mostly done at that point, just because I was going to post them on my website anyway. Um, and so what I did is that's when I officially started saying like, okay, Mandy, you can't just like measure it in your hand and throw it in the bowl. You have to actually measure it out and write it out so that it could be replicated um, in a successful way for any home baker. And um, so it was, it's been a two year journey from then until now. That's amazing. And so we're so happy to see your journey, your baby, your book actually come to fruition. And you'll also have a book tour. So what are some of the places that you'll be going to? Can you tell us more about that? (laughs) Yes. So a lot of the book tour is going to be places like we're doing right now where we're doing podcast interviews. Um, I'm going to be going on some, some TV shows. I'm actually flying to New York this week to go on TV. So I'll be able to reveal more about that in just a few more days. Um, I don't know if I'm technically supposed to like say, I guess when the podcast comes out, it'll already have happened. So <laughs> I can say, right. Um, so I guess we'll be on good morning America on Thursday, um, flying out further for that. And then, um, we have a couple more interviews lined up and then, um, we're going to start on an official, like, I think it's going to be more in the summertime when I visit actual places. Um, it's kind of different now. Like it used to be where you jump from place to place and do all the book signings and everything. Um, but I feel like I get more of a reach when I share it online to my followers that are in their kitchens, you know? And so, um, we'll do more of sharing recipes that way, as well as, um, some articles and and interviews that I've done as well, that'll come out. I love that. So we have our marching orders. We have some of the first recipes (laughs) that we are set to try. And is there anything else about the book that's really important to you right now? Cause I know you mentioned the sheet cakes, how much fun have you been having? And what are some of the past sheet cakes that you've done on your Instagram? For those who don't follow you there, really enjoy. <laughs> yes. Okay. So I, I came up with this thing this year where I was going to do a series every month okay. of, I think my mind just needed to be chilled out and comp- compartmentalized into little sections. And so in January, I shared six essential cakes for you to make for any home baker. They just need those really good six recipes. For February, I had lots of fun with Valentine's treats and cookies. And so for March, I decided, you know what? We need to change a lot of my, or not change, but just show how some of my core recipes, even from Cake Confidence, even from I'll Bring the Cake, and even from my website into sheet cakes. But I think when people think of sheet cakes, they think of, hey, we bake it in the pan, we we slather on the buttercream, and that's it. I wanted to show how you can still have so much fun making these cakes, frosting these cakes in new inventive ways and have it still be a beautiful sheet cake. Um, And I didn't think it would be as well received as it was, but it has taken off quite a bit to the point where it's been a fun selling point for the book to say, hey, you know what? Like I have this cake in the book, you know, that we have stacked up super high and tall, but here's a way, like here's my shamrock shake. Um, Like here's a way that you can make it into a sheet cake. So, so far my website, I have it right here. We did the Boston cream pie, the Biscoff sheet cake. I did a key lime pie sheet cake, classic yellow sheet cake. Um, I have a really gorgeous lemon bar sheet cake on there. Oh my goodness, that one is so good. Um, and then we also have just some others that are on there, like the cookies and cream or mint chocolate, or my very favorite is the um, triple berry cobbler cake. And to show those in a sheet cake form, it has been really fun um, to share just like a fun way to, to make them a little something extra. <laughs> and so um, that's been a fun process. Oh, they all sound delicious. I love that. And so Mandy, what is some advice that you would have to any baker out there who wants to get in the kitchen, uh, who can't decide what box mix they should try or (laughs) recipe they should try? Uh, What advice would you have to any new baker that's just starting? 
<laughs> okay, so a couple things. Um, I usually stick with Duncan Hines, but I did do a taste test and Betty Crocker came in tied for that for me. So I feel like any box mix that you find, it's it's going to be fine. Like you're okay. You <laughs> Anyone you find will be great um, to do the doctored mix method that I love using for that. Um, and then the second one that I've been really thinking a lot about lately has been, you are not defined by a bad baking day. I think sometimes we get in the kitchen and we try to make a new recipe and it just totally flops. And we think this is bad. I'm bad. I'm a bad baker. I'm not very good at this. This is not for me. And I wish I could tell them how many times I have crashed and burned in the kitchen even recently. And it, it just is always humbling, but it always teaches me like, Hey, you know what? What did I learn from this? Like what, what did I learn from this cake or this cookie that flopped? And in doing so, I feel like I become a better baker because of that bad day. And so to just give yourself some grace in the kitchen. And if it flops, like I've got you, I'm here for you. Like, let's figure out what happened. And, um, I guarantee that I I've messed it up that same way too. And here's how we can fix it. <laughs> so, um, to just give yourself, just cut yourself some slack, you know, baking can be hard. It, it should be fun. It should be relaxing. <laughs> and, um, but if it's not like, Hey, we're learning and that's important too. Yes, so true. I love that, Mandy, from the bottom of my little Southern art. Thank you so much. It's <laughs> such a joy having you on the show. And before you go, though, we have to play lightning round. Are you ready? Uh-oh. Ooh, I didn't know we were going to do this. Okay, I'm, okay, this is all like a surprise. Let's do this. I'm ready. Right. Mandy, what is your favorite color? Black. Girl, I'm a musician at heart. Most of my wardrobe is black. And I have to force myself to wear color for things like this. I love it. If I could wear a black shirt, black pants every day, I would. All right. I know this one's going to be so tough, but what is one dessert you cannot live without? Okay. I am such a sucker for, and this is really hard. You're totally right. Um, And it changes often, but I really love a gooey, warm brownie with just some ice cream smothered on top. So when you get a bite of that warm, plus the gooey, like softness of everything, just the texture and the temperatures all coming together. I, I love it. I can't get enough of it. I love that. And Mandy, who is, or do you have a celebrity crush? Ooh. Okay. Uh, Besides Taylor Swift. I was going to say, I love Taylor. Um, okay. So there are some gentlemen that I really like, uh, this is going to sound so silly, but I, okay. I'm kind of a sucker for Star Trek stuff and having Chris Pine be on the new ones was like, I mean, I, I had no problems with that. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. The next one is, which we will skip for you. The next one is what is a book you will recommend? And we recommend that everyone listening to the podcast that you actually go out and get Mandy's book. I'll bring the cake. <laughs> and so that brings us to the last one. What is your favorite kitchen utensil? Ooh, oh, that's so hard. I feel like I'm like in my kitchen and they can all hear me when I say this, but, um, I don't think I could make buttercream as successfully as I do without my KitchenAid. So I don't know if that's a cliche one to say, but I I love my KitchenAid mixer. And then this one is really silly, but I really love my melon baller so much. (laughs) And the reason why is I love being able to just hollow out the center of my cupcakes before I put in the filling while the cupcakes are frozen or cold. It just, it makes it so much easier. It's so satisfying to just like... Maybe I'm just like a creepy, like pimple popper person. Like I just like to just scoop it out and put in the filling. I'm just like, I love that. I don't know if that's weird, but that's where I'm at right now. 
No, there is nothing wrong with that. You uh, have some amazing answers. Mandy, thank you so much for being here. Do you have any last advice or tips for us besides go pre-order the book or anything else you'd like to share? <laughs> thank you. It's truly an honor to be here on this on this podcast. I feel like this podcast is such an essential key to, to every week that I have. My lineup, whenever it pops up, I get so excited. So it's just truly an honor to be here in the first place. Um, but for bakers, I feel like you know, just keep baking, just keep going, you know, like every day, find something fun to do, find something that excites you to bake and, and just go for it. And, um, if things go sideways, I'm here for you. <laughs> and if, if things go well, I'm here to celebrate with you too. Awesome. I love that. Thank you so much, Mandy. Thank you. Okay, you guys, how amazing was that? Special thanks to Mandy Baking with Blondie for coming on the podcast and sharing. We are so excited to have her. And I hope that this podcast inspired you. It's always nice to see someone's journey from where they started to where they are now. And wherever you are, I hope that this was the motivation you needed in order to remind yourself to just show up and serve despite the things that we go through in life to just have that same persistency and be courageous with the gifts that you have as well. So now you're ready to get the cookbook. I know you are. Be sure to check the show notes. I have a direct link to how you can purchase it. And also, if you didn't see the segment on Good Morning America with Mandy, I have the link to that in the show notes as well. And then lastly, be kind, pay it forward. If you really enjoyed this interview, be sure to tag Baking with Blondie screenshot now as you're listening to the podcast. Give her a tag and let her know how much it meant to you. And you can tag me as well at Baking for Business. I am so grateful to all of you guys who listen and go get the book. I'll bring the cake. It is out now and in stores everywhere. Take care, you guys. Bye for now. <laughs>